0: Sit down, strap in, and granny put your teeth in your pocket.
1: Lead Lap Radio powered by HMS Motorsport. The leader in motorsport safety starts now.
2: Hi, welcome to another week of Motorsports Conversation as we kick it all off with Lead Lap Radio presented by Victory Custom Trailers. Uh, We'll tell you more about them later, but suffice to say that for now, if you want to go to VictoryCustomTrailers.com, you can check out... Not only all of the name brands that they have available, but also uh, you can design your own custom trailer right from their website. And we'll tell you more about them later. If you're going to invest in a new trailer for any purpose, not just racing, uh, go go to VictoryCustomTrailers.com and tell them that I sent you because they uh, will take very, very good care of you. My name is Tom Baker and... We are broadcasting live once again from the WSIC studios in Statesville, North Carolina. Joining me in the studio tonight is a young man who, um, it's always good to be humble. And Ryan Millington is so humble that he shares twin 40s every Saturday at Hickory. He shares twin 40s with Josh Berry because he's just that kind of guy. Doesn't feel like he needs to win them both. You win one, I'll win one, and we'll all be happy. That's actually complete nonsense. Um, Ryan is uh, working on a way to uh, make sure he starts winning both of them. We'll talk to him about that later. He's got eight wins so far this year. He is on fire. Also in the studio is Red, James Mellick, the teardown specialist from Vime Family Racing, which is uh, Chris Bell on the nascar cup series the 95 car and we have our intern jorge in the studio with yes. us too uh, always good to have a rookie he's got the uh, yellow rookie stripe on his back that uh, that all racers new racers must wear um i just want to
3: throw one thing out there real throw quick. it out there you, man you said we're coming to you from north carolina you just forgot the part hot steamy north carolina because it is smoking hot <laughs> yeah. outside it really
2: is yeah it, actually i thought today was a little cooler than it's been it, it was only 92 instead of the 96 we've had oh. yeah <laughs> yeah we got a cold front coming through it's going to cool it down to the high 80s by the end of the week is well, what they say so yeah at least yeah. we got a
3: little bit of That'll cool ahead of this better. way
2: yeah for sure um so we've got uh, of course ryan in studio with us now we'll, we'll talk with him and also coming up at eight uh, o'clock in the second for the second half of our show we'll start off with nick tucker who picked up the carolina sprint tour win at friendship motor speedway in elkin this past saturday night that was a double bill with the blue ridge outlaw late model series um and uh they had i think three or four other divisions it was a great show jason smoot prepared the track Uh, it was just Beautiful um, track surface was great, and it was uh, it was a fun, fun show, fun night at the racetrack. So uh, looking forward to talking to Nick about um, his win in the sprint car portion of it. But uh, we got Ryan with us now. Um, I'll start. We'll, we'll just start currently, and then we'll kind of just jump around in time a bit. Ryan, you, this past week, it's so predictable now. Josh wins the first feature. You win the second feature almost every time we do this Twin Forty thing. At Hickory, what is it going to take for you to get the first feature too?
4: Yeah, I mean it's just going to take some some more racing, really. You know, we've kind of we've stepped our stepped our game up a lot in the past two months, so we're just going to have to keep working. And uh, we definitely figured out the second race, so now we're going to have to find some speed and uh, try to pick up the first one now.
2: Well, it's what is the? I mean, is it just trying to to to? I guess it's just he's hard to pass. So he just <laughs> knows what he's doing, but yet in the second race, it seems like you'd get to the front first. What, what is, what is lacking in the first race? Is it just flat out speed or what is it?
4: Yeah, it's just, it's flat out speed. You know, we, uh, we really just need to go there and throw a bunch of tires at it and, uh, just be able to practice on new stuff. You know, that's, that's kind of been the struggle since I've started, but, um, you know, we, we definitely have gotten a lot closer, you know, the first, I think the first race that I, or I don't know, it was probably three or four races ago. Now we, we're like half a straightaway back, you know, in the first race. But now, this past week, we were two or three car lengths back at the end of it. So, and they've all gone green to checkers. So, we're just gonna have to keep working. And, um, you know, I know we can do it. We just gotta tinker a little bit more and uh, try to find a little more speed.
2: Has it changed over? I mean, you've been racing late models now for probably for what five years or so? I would say. Yeah, four full four, seasons. Years. Yeah. Um, how have the how have the setups how have, how has everything changed over the last four years? Because it seems like, um it seems like every year something is a little bit different or somebody comes out with a new car and then it's kind of a chase again. I mean, how, has how the the late model stock series in your opinion evolved over the last four years?
4: Yeah, I'm going to be honest since, since I started racing, I don't think there has been tremendous changes in, in rules packages and everything like that because first year I started racing, you know, bump stops were allowed. The shock rule was kind of gone. And, uh, You know, there ain't a whole lot more that's changed since then. I'd say the biggest thing that's really changed is just uh, the competition level stepped up. You know, we got a, heck now, just the motor program's gotten a lot better. You know, we got 60, 70 more horsepower right now than we did four years ago. And that's just, you know, technology, just being able to, you know, keep working on stuff and everybody's found a lot of power. So that's definitely been a lot of it.
2: How much has that really increased the cost of the motors?
4: Not much, honestly. They're very similar
2: been able to find that many more horsepower without a whole lot more cost
4: yeah you know back in the day when i first not even back in the day but when i first started you're only 18 in, you know, in 2016 <laughs> when i started running um the chevy crate and the ford the ford um crate motor were the two motors to have and you know you'd build a ford crate for 17 18,000 and uh it was two years ago now that chris harrington started the harrington motor program And now you can get hit one of his motors and that's what everybody's running for around twelve grand. So it's actually a little bit cheaper right now to have the best.
2: Wow. So ever is is, are most of the top guys doing the Harrington? Oh,
4: I mean with the exception of like I think at every car's tour race right now, there's one or two people with Ford's and everything else is Harrington's. Wow. Yep.
2: What uh what's the secret behind that i mean did he just build something that's so good that nobody else can touch it or well what's
4: the... basically what he did is he kind of he went to nascar and he's like you know i'm basically going to build a, a spec motor package and um you know he has everything stamped with harrington racing on it and everything and all these motor builders can go to chris and buy a motor kit and you know it'll, all the pistons the rods the valve springs everything's stamped so they can just you know do their little things to try to make them a tick bit better but everybody still runs the same motor the same components and everything that's interesting. and he's built it to where it's cost effective and basically what he did is is that's that's what he did and it's it's worked out really good for everybody and uh it's actually turned out to be a little bit better than the ford motor
2: wow well
3: so, so it, it sounds like that that uh, lately it's taking the money out of the series it seems like and it's more just talent and uh time behind the seat is what you're saying everybody with the same motor pretty much yeah as far as the motor program um you know right now there's definitely
4: motor builders that you know do a lot better job than others and uh but as far as the motor program yes you know there's a lot of other components that have uh came out in the past couple years that have gotten expensive and uh but as far as the motor stuff which used to be a big issue you know four or five years ago that's kind of died down a little bit everybody's settled with one motor and uh that part of it's gotten really good
2: that's interesting what about the chassis themselves
4: yeah the the chassis themselves have uh, they've still stayed pretty you know simple. we're running a two thousand and twelve chassis, but um you know it was last year they came out with the uh, it kind of trickled down from the Cubs series bin, billet spindles and billet center links and all that fancy stuff you know it's just that got really expensive you know I think just about every team out there spent seven eight thousand dollars on a set of spindles and wow. you know now this year they're not legal so we kind of had to set those in the corner even though everybody had them you know there's one or two people that didn't but now we had to take them off and put the old stuff back on and uh there's just some little stuff like that that's came along you know that's i don't know if it's necessarily been an advantage or a disadvantage because we're running faster right now than we've ran in a long time and everybody is you know and they're not running that stuff so it's just one of them things where uh you know sometimes stuff trickles down but it's not always better
2: you well yeah we we've seen that before you um you you're not obviously you don't own the car that you're running right now but you do work on it full-time in your shop that's that's a kind of a new change for you specifically especially because you're doing a lot of the work yourself um but you've had a lot of people over the last number of years to kind of learn from too talk about that evolution for you going just from just driving the car to um learning how to be your own basic mechanic full-time all week
4: yeah i mean you know when when i first started in 2016 you know my dad did all the work on everything and um he's raced his whole life you know yeah, he has a lot say. of experience he was very good himself so i've learned a ton from him over the years and uh that's been a lot of what i've, what I've been able to do today is from learning from him so he's you know a huge part of it i got to thank him for everything and um you know we worked with greg malo for eight or nine months last year and i was able to learn quite a bit there but um you know the most part it's been my dad that's taught me everything and uh you know doing a couple other types of forms of racing i've learned some stuff from it too but um just being around the racing world racing people uh i've learned a lot from that
2: you do you still run you don't run uh at millbridge anymore right on a regular basis anyway
4: no no i don't
2: you, you you've run a couple yeah, you know,
4: I ran. I ran one race. I don't know. I think a month ago now. Okay. Just for the heck of it, I ran. But uh, I. What was it I, like to go back? It was different. I uh, <laughs> I definitely learned that if I ain't going to do it all the time,
2: I don't need to do it. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's hard to go into somebody else's house, right? Oh yeah. And, and especially going back to, you know, dirt track racing is such a different mental approach from
4: oh yeah I mean I used to have so much fun doing that stuff you know yeah. since since we kind of stopped it I've, I've missed it ever since and you know I sold my cart to Dylan Latour at the beginning of last year oh
2: did he buy your cart yeah I, yeah. I, know I, I sold it to guessed. him
4: but you know it's just one of them things where I'm like gosh I want to get back in and do it again so <laughs> I hopped in and uh realize if you don't stay in the seat you know you can't do it all the time
2: yeah it's it's well and you got a lot of guys that are new and they're aggressive and you know like you said they do it every week so they yep. they know exactly how to get around um but I, but that was definitely a part of i would say a part of your your driver craft though because you don't get any better car control experience than a uh an open uh outlaw mini cart at uh Outlaw card at Millbridge.
4: Oh, absolutely! You uh, you learn so much from racing them things. That's for sure.
2: Same as a same horsepower to weight ratio as a four ten sprint car. Um, we're going to step aside. We've got more with Ryan Millington coming up. We've also got Nick Tucker coming up uh, at the top of the eight o'clock hour, talking some dirt uh, sprint car racing as well. So we'll be back with more of LELAP Lap Radio, presented by the good folks at Victory Custom Trailers.
1: Right after this. in one of several entry-level positions but whatever you do don't wait these jobs will go fast call tim at 302-827-2054 that's 302-827-2054 lewis meineke car care center rev up your career
4: hi this is ross chastain you're listening to race chaser radio now back to the show
2: Josh Chastain bringing us back from our first break of the evening as Lead Lap Radio gets underway. Of course, uh, if you're listening to us live on the Performance Motorsports Network or on Race Chaser Radio on the Race Chaser Online website, we've got the um, shows player. Just uh, give us a click anytime we're doing a live show and you can hear it. Otherwise, uh, we just rotate all of the most recent shows throughout the day. So uh, always some uh, good programming for you to listen to. And of course, if you want to get us on demand, you can. We're all over the place at this point. Um, Whatever podcast uh, platform that you use, Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn. um, Gosh, I forget them all. We're on about 12 or 13 of them now. Just search Race Chaser Radio and uh, all of our shows are accessible and we are, um, numbers are going up on the download side. We love that and uh, happy to have uh, people finding us every week. We've actually got a pretty good following in the UK. We got a following in Ireland. Germany now is starting to, to get us. So we're, uh, it's, it's pretty uh, pretty interesting to see how things are uh, going up here and improving. And we're happy to have all of our uh, listeners. And we hope that you enjoy what we do each week. This is the, obviously always the first show of the week and we've got Ryan Mellington in the studio, local late model. I'm going to call him a star now because I think that's legit. Um, he's done enough to earn that. You were, let's see, 18 champion at Hickory? 2018? 17. 17. Okay. I knew it was one or the other. Um, and I had a 50-50 shot, so I <laughs> just took it. But, yes, 2017 Hickory Motor Speedway champion. But you've you've won you were telling me earlier what thirty-one or thirty-three? Right around,
4: right around thirty, give or take.
2: Okay, thirty late model races. Uh, so you're averaging about uh, roughly six to eight a year. Yep. For wins, and you're already at eight this year. And this has been for those who um, are are in La La Land at this moment. I remind you, we have a virus going on, so most tracks have been shut down. This is an this is a short season, basically. And you've still won eight races already. So what is? can you get to 15 or 20? Are you going to run that many races that you'd think you could hit 15 to 20 before the end of the year?
4: Yeah, I mean, I I think with uh, the twins left at Hickory, we got 16 more, 16 or 17 more. So, uh, and hopefully if Ace starts back up, we'll run a couple there. And uh, we're going to go to the beach this weekend and in two weeks. So... <laughs> You know, we're going to there's going to be a bunch of racing going on for us. So I mean, you know, if you won every race, you could definitely get 25 or 30 wins this year.
2: Whew. And you're running for the National Championship.
4: Yeah, at this point that's what we're going for.
2: Man, that is uh that's a tough road to hoe. And and of course, what's interesting is that the year you decide to go for the National Championship, so does Josh Berry. And for those of you who don't know, Josh Berry runs for Dale Jr.
4: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's uh <laughs> Really, after that whole incident in the Cars Tour deal, you know, they're out of the points for that series, so, you know, they decided that uh, the best thing to chase was the national championship, and, uh, you know, it turns out we're both going for it this year in, in our region, and, uh, you know, outside of North Carolina right now, there's there's not a ton of racing going on elsewhere, so, you know, we're definitely getting a head start on a lot of tracks and a lot of places, so, you know, that's gonna that's gonna help us for sure, you both gotta of us. to stop
2: sharing with him, hickory no more sharing be greedy and win them both every week that's what you got to do um that's that's what you got to do now you're so this is the first full season that you've basically done this yourself yes and you're your own mechanic most of the week yep so what what changes for you in terms of um the setups or how you prepare i mean are you doing this because i mean Obviously, Greg Marlowe has been around forever, um, but now that you're doing it, have you kind of changed some things from the way Greg was doing things when he was with you, or how how is that working out? Because obviously, whatever you're doing is fast, and don't give us too much detail, because some of your competitors might be listening.
4: Yeah, I mean, you know when we brought the car to greg last year we had a we had a really good baseline you know our our first race of the year last year we still ran everything we had and we finished second at the icebreaker to uh nelson motorsports which ty gibbs was driving their car so you know we fired off the year really good and then uh we kind of we had a good season the rest of the year i think we won seven races at ace and uh won a couple at hickory and uh we had a good year last year though but um you know once we we left greg we started doing stuff on our own and uh the first little while, it was tough just because we didn't we didn't know what all was you know going on with the program again. So once we kind of got everything figured back out, we were able to um, start really massaging the car. And uh, really, since the first race of Hickory this year, we've um, we've came a long ways. You know, I think when it's cold out there, you usually qualify really quick. But heck, right now we're qualifying faster than we qualified when it was 40 <laughs> degrees out. So
2: it's crazy the speeds that the stocks are running now.
4: Oh yeah, and it's what do you just, attribute that to? Oh, just working i mean literally you know me and josh Finding we've speed. yeah we've just found so much speed this year it's uh it's been crazy you know i think the first race of the year the pole was a 1492 and this past week he ran a 1481 and i ran a 1484 so when it's that hot out at hickory that's uh that's all in the mail that's for sure
2: It's, yeah i mean it's just it's amazing to watch really because you're running speeds now that the super late models it ran at one time. And of course they've also gotten faster. So I guess people are just figuring it out. And uh but it's, it's fun to watch you and Josh Berry going, going at it back and forth at Hickory. The two of you are so close. Um And it just seems like in the first race, he gets out front and after a while, he just kind of pulls away. And then in the second race where you both usually got to come through some, some other cars to get to the front your your crafted hickory seems to get you there not to say josh isn't good there but your crafted hickory seems to to get you there first and then he has a hard time getting around you it's like you're this close in speed but it's just hard sometimes to be the trailing car anymore
4: yeah i mean you know that first race you uh you really run the first 15 20 laps 30 depending on how good you are hard and then uh once if you realize you're not going to beat him At that point, you start riding, and that's usually why the gap opens up, and then all of a sudden it maintains again. You know, we both kind of spread out from each other, and then we both ride, so we're good for the second race, and um man, we've done that for a good month now, the last four races. And um, it's just one of them things where the first race usually plays out with him in first and me in second, at least, it has recently. And uh, the second race, you know, we both have good cars, but it's really just getting through that traffic. That's the big thing. And, uh, you know, this past weekend I was leading on lap 13 or something, and we started eighth. So just getting through that traffic fast is the big thing, and then just being able to run your own line and, and run your own race
2: it's uh it's it's fun to watch and and uh i mean hickory is i love that place and i have ever since i came to this area and it's it's oh it's interesting because it seems like every year there's two cars it's it, you know the the one year it was um you and, and the nine car. Charlie Watson. Charlie, yeah, you and Charlie. The year um, before, it
4: was me and Dexter K'Night. You and
2: Dexter K'Night, yep. and, and now it's you and Josh. Yep. It's like, you know, you've, you've run there long enough now to have established yourself as, you know, one of the guys to beat yep. anytime anybody shows up. Um, I mean, when you started out way back when, could you have pictured yourself being in this position?
4: I mean... You can't never predict the future, right? But, you know, that was definitely the goal. That's what we wanted to work towards was building a competitive late mall stock program. And um, I feel like we're finally getting to the point where we've been able to, you know, repeat for most of this season and even... The majority of last year so you know at this point we've uh we've built a really good program and uh, we're going to keep working and try to make it even better
2: it seems like wherever you go you're fast too with yeah this car
4: yeah i mean we've bounced around to a lot of different tracks and uh we've been competitive competitive at every one of them so
2: talk a little bit about how you got into this situation with your car owner because you were telling me about it early before the show and it really is a neat story
4: yeah i mean it, it um you know my dad and bob Seville, they've done business together for a while and uh one day the question came up from bob you know he kind of realized we raced so um i guess we were looking for not even looking for a ride but we weren't going to run the myrtle beach 400 back in 2017 and uh you know he wasn't going to run it either so he's like hey why don't you come hop in my car so you know i did that and um we kind of stayed in touch and then we ran quite a few races with him in 2018 and uh he had a lot of fun we had a lot of fun so last year we went full-time racing for him you know we haven't ran any of our own cars in two and a half years now so it's been good it's been a lot of fun we've uh we've been able to build a really good relationship with him and um you know we're going to keep going forward and uh keep working with bob and um you know see where
2: it can't bring us he really seems to enjoy the racing i know he runs himself and he also is um largely supporting your uh your deal to have you running for him um you know when when you guys run together are you able to to try and help him a little bit to 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 get speed or is i mean it's not it 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 seems like he's just kind of out for a good time at this point as far as his own driving right i mean yeah i mean he definitely
4: is you know when we go to the racetrack we park beside each other and um really we just have one team but we kind of split it into two you know it's um it's usually me dylan dylan latour my dad brandon henson Justin and Kenneth and we kind of split them up between the two and um you know that's that's all we got we got six or seven people and um you know every week you know we be able to, we're able to get everything done so it uh it, it's been a lot of fun this year, man, and um I just can't thank everybody enough for everything. Brandon
2: has been with you for ages. Oh
4: yeah, he's been with me the whole time.
2: I mean it's um you know we I think wasn't he part of uh, Kyle Beatty? When when did you get him from Kyle or did nah, he come after? Nah,
4: I, I got him heck back, back in go kart days. I was around Brandon. He was he helped one of my buddies out and okay, uh, you know his, his, that kid stopped racing and uh, Brandon still wanted to do it, so you know he. Tagged along with us. I was
2: trying to remember if he was, because I know, I mean, you've had, I mean, Kyle's worked with you, Neil, of course, Cantor has worked with you at times, and and, uh, um, actually, you and Neil had a nice run together at Little Beach a few years back. Um, I'll never forget that, how cold it was that night. You were 25th. er, It is every year there. 25 laps to go and ended up fifth, because they had a red flag every second lap after that. You just pass them all sitting on the track. Um, I mean, that, that track, I hate to see that track go.
4: Oh, gosh, you and me both, that, uh... That place puts on some of the best racing at the does. end of the year, and um, it's just this location, you know. If that place was in Hickory or, or somewhere like that, it'd be booming and it'd stay yep. around forever, you know. Well,
2: I'm glad to see that uh, the owners are taking over Florence uh, because somebody needed to that that would upgrade it and make it into what it could be, and that's that's. It. We'll talk more about that on the other side of the break because uh, that transition is going to be interesting. We'll be back with more with Ryan, uh, and uh, we've got uh, Nick Tucker coming up at the top of the hour as well. Lead lap radio continues after.
1: or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. drift nirvana getting you sideways the right way
2: hms motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety hms serves a majority of nascar indycar and emsa weathertech teams as well as countless scca and club level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout north america Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert helmets, Shrope belts, Adidas suits and shoes, Olero fireproof underwear, Lifeline fire systems, and even RaceCom radio kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget.
0: Hey, this is Reed Wilson, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show.
2: The weekly seven thirty wake up call. Well, Reed Wilson, welcome back to Week Lap, pre- presented by VictoryCustomTrailers.com. If you are looking for a trailer for any purpose, you need to check out their website and uh, give them a call. They can help you. It doesn't matter if it's a horse trailer or a construction trailer, whatever you need. Um, they, and the more custom you want it, the better they shine. And they can, uh, they're can they in Michigan, but they can get you uh, get you your trailer in any of the continental U.S. and probably even beyond for that matter. Um, Chris Hedinger and his staff uh, do a great job. Um, you can design your custom trailer right on the website, Victory Cover. Trailers.com. James Mellick, you are
3: dying to say something. Yeah, new. I'm just, I'm in such a good mood every time I hear that right there. Doesn't that just make your day that it much does. better? Reed. Yeah, he hasn't
2: raced in a while, like, but I hate to lose the re entry because like, it's just, so, just, it's so happy. Hey! Yeah, it just. Yeah. If
3: you're having a bad day and you just hear that, hey, that's Reed. You're just, just makes your day a that a much better. Eh? Yep, that is absolutely. That really right well there just makes tea. my day every time I hear it. It
2: does. Yeah, we're we're uh, we've got a few new ones that we're going to be working in here. But gosh, I just hate to replace him because it's just it's just so entertaining every week. Um, Ryan Millington is with us in studio right now, and Ryan is. Uh, Former Hickory Motor Speedway late model champion back in 2017, trying to be Hickory Motor Speedway late model champion again in 2020. Um, And uh, I mean, you've, you've, the schedule that you've kind of been forced to run now um, wasn't what you anticipated doing in the beginning of the season. Talk about kind of what you thought you were going to do
4: yeah i mean at the at the start of the year we always kind of fire off at hickory you know they seem to start three or four weeks early versus a lot of other yeah. tracks so you know we've always kind of started off the first few races there and um you know we were going to do that and then go to ace but um it's the way it turned out you know we kind of ended up running at hickory we are gonna run at hickory a little bit you know run ace the full season and probably run some at south boston and myrtle beach and Maybe bounce around to a couple other tracks, but uh, the way it's turned out, really, Hickory and Myrtle Beach have been the only two places running, and <laughs> they seem to run on the same weekend. So we ain't been able to get over to Myrtle Beach yet, but um, we're going to be able to do that this weekend.
2: Yeah, which is interesting. And I was going to bring that up because um, the Cars Tour is coming to Hickory this weekend for what what was anticipated to be their annual throwback. Race, But now we're not throwing back. We're just going to throw down, basically, and go race on Saturday night uh, because there's no fans. So they decided not to do the theme of uh, throwing it back. But um, you're skipping a Cars Tour race at your home track that I really think you could go out and win to go to Myrtle Beach. What in the world you I you just want to i I know what it is you're chasing the national points You've oh yeah forced right
4: yeah I mean we had, heck the last cars tour race they had I don't know it was a month and a half two months ago we were uh running second with like 20 laps to go and, and then got spun but <sighs> um we were close then, and I'm sure we'd have a shot at running up front again this weekend. But, uh, you know, with what we're chasing right now, I feel like it's smartest to go down to the beach and run there. So that's what we're going to do for right now. And, um, you know, there's always going to be more cars tour races. But, you know, this year we're chasing that national, and uh, we're going to go for that.
2: Well, and I was going to say the reason I brought that up is because before the break, we were starting to talk about Myrtle Beach. And I wanted to bring that up so I would have a, a nice segue to saying, but it's also the second the last race ever at Myrtle Beach because the only other race they're running this year from what I understand is the 15th of August and I think that's it, uh, what I'm hearing I, I find that hard to believe they wouldn't run the rest of the season, but um, I'm hearing the 15th, maybe the last one, in this case the second to last race at, at Myrtle Beach and that's a track that's just been, like you said if it were anywhere but Myrtle Beach um, it's it, it, you know, and, it, and, and the track is a cheese grater I mean, you fall off, you know, the times fall off two, two and a half seconds during a tire run um, over the course of a race. Um, and yet it's a track that everybody just loves to go run. And so I can almost understand. It's it's like if you had to be forced to go run somewhere other than the Hickory Cars race for a national championship points event, because obviously the cars don't count toward NASCAR points, um, and Myrtle Beach is not a bad place to be. It's, oh, yeah. You
4: know, I mean, it's... It's one of them places I've, I've never won a race I was going to you know, ask we, you because I didn't think you had. No, we'd been close. Yes, you, you have. Know, at the 400 last year, we finished fifth. And the year before, we finished third. So, I mean, we've been right there knocking on the door of it. So it'd be nice to pick up a win in the next two weeks there and, uh, you know, go out saying I've been able to win a race at Myrtle Beach, you know, down the road that'd be really cool. But, you know, we're going to go try to and uh, and see what happens.
2: The <coughs> excuse me, the ownership of Myrtle Beach has uh, made a deal to take over the Florence Motor Speedway in Florence, South Carolina starting next year. Um, and that's a track that I enjoyed going to. It's a little weird. It doesn't have walls all the way around. So it's kind of a strange facility in that sense, but it's a it's a nice track to race. Um, and I if if they if they upgrade it just a little bit make some improvements, um, Florence Motor Speedway could be a real place to race in 2021 because Um, it's actually a little closer to this area than Myrtle Beach, too, I believe. I yeah. think it's uh, I think it's only about two and a half hours.
4: Yeah, I'm not sure. I've never been to Florence, but uh, you know, I'm sure Steve and and Brian and everybody down there from Myrtle Beach are uh, they're gonna fix that place up and make it a great place to race at. You know, that's uh, there's no question about that. That's for sure. So they're gonna um, they're gonna do a really good job, and I'm sure they're gonna put on some big races just like they did at Myrtle Beach. And uh, heck, maybe they'll be able to pick up a cars tour race or something next year. But um, yeah, I'm looking forward you to getting think, down there and running.
2: Yeah, you would think. I mean, I, I just. I that track is uh, that track is really going to be interesting and I, th- I think it is closer I'll look uh, look it up during the break or if I can uh, finagle it here um, but uh, it, it'll be it certainly will be an interesting transition but what a loss Myrtle Beach is going to be so much history there I mean you know even guys like Dale Jr. Dale always considered that his home track he loved to race there.
4: Oh yeah, I mean that's that's one of the places like Hickory. It's been around so long, and uh, they race there a lot, and there's been a ton of history there, just like there has at Hickory, and, and really a lot of the other old tracks around. But uh, it's going to be a shame to see that place go. That's it no It really question. will.
2: Um, but you'll you'll enjoy racing at Florence, I'm sure. It'll be interesting to to see how that uh, gets started next year. Now, um, <clears throat> you you're obviously still plenty young enough to take a shot and head up the ladder. Um, I know you and I talked before the show and you said, well, you know, I mean, I'm not opposed to it, but it's not, you're quite happy doing what you're doing with the late models if it never comes to pass for you.
4: Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm really, I'm, I'm having fun doing what I'm doing right now. And, uh, and to me, that's, that's probably the most important part, you know, so, I've been able to have a lot of fun this year, and, um, you know, right now I just want to really work on our program and, and continue to develop myself as a driver, and uh, if any doors open up, you know, so be it. If not, you know, we're going to keep working and trucking along doing what we're doing and, and see where it goes. What do,
2: you feel like, what do you feel like you still need to work on as a racer?
4: just seat time and racing with with good competition like we're doing this year you know being able to race with Josh and uh I mean heck really that's been the only really good competition we've got to race with this year with the exception of the two car show races we've ran but um just being able to race with him every week you know you, you really learn to push yourself versus you know when you go out there and and you're not racing against the competition level like junior motorsports but uh you know that's that's helped a ton this year that's for sure just um you're getting pushed at a, such a different level than what we were used to, and um that's that's been a lot of it so I can really attribute our success this year to being able to race against him and um you know even running them couple cars to a race as we've learned so much and uh, that's helped a ton
2: you seem to be really enjoying your new role as kind of your own head mechanic now um, what what went into that change of mindset for you man i I don't
4: know it's kind of like it got to the point where i'm like you know i want to i wanted to get better i was sick of kind of you know running second third fourth not being the best car out there and it got to the point where you know i knew i was going to be the one that would you know make a step up to that next level and um you know once we started tinkering with it i really you know when you're in the seat you can really understand what's going on in the car and when you make changes you know whether they're right or wrong and you start understanding what certain changes do and you build your whole package around it when you got somebody crew chief in the car it's really really hard to you know make them small changes that really makes the car better you know it seems like springs get changed track bar gets moved and 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 that's kind of the basic stuff when you got to crew chief you know because they can only do so much with you know limited amount of feedback but when you start working on the car and you start learning you know mounting points jack and force rear end location bump stops all that stuff it's it's it really can bring your program to the next level and that's what we've learned this year and um you know just going to keep playing with that little stuff because you know you can only do so much with shocks and springs and and that stuff so you know we just got to keep working on the, the geometry changes to really make this program better
2: your dad has to be so excited and so proud of you for for the last uh, six months or so that you've been because, um, I mean, he was always the one, you know, doing most of the work and now he... He has the opportunity to focus on the business that he has a little more and just help you with things that maybe you need him for that, you know, skills welding, like you said before to me, um, skills maybe that you don't necessarily have as much as he does right now, right?
4: Yeah, I mean, there's obviously, you know, I know how to do a lot of the basics and, and I do all the setup stuff on the car, you know all the little stuff I can do, but you know, when it comes to certain stuff, welding, cutting and grinding, I mean, I know how to do a lot of it, but when it comes to welding important parts and stuff like that, you know, he's got to do it yeah. and, and running brake lines and just some little stuff that I haven't quite done before. But I mean, I'll learn how to do down the road. You know, he helps me out with that stuff, but, but, Besides that, you know, it's kind of a it's a one and a half man deal, I guess we'll call it. <laughs> he's he's You've around. You've been reduced
2: to a half. Scott. <laughs> You're nothing but a part time. No, now.
4: <laughs> but at the end of the day, when he gets off work, you know, he'll come in the shop and, and help with whatever I, you know, made a list of whatever he needs to help with for the day, and uh, you know, he'll do that. But outside of that, you know, I'm usually the main one in the shop.
2: But that, like I said, that's got to be a great change for him because the workload for him is so much lighter now that you're doing more of it and you know it just makes it more fun for him and 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 I know he's got to be proud seeing you be able to do it and actually taking the initiative now
4: Oh absolutely and it's uh, it's been a ton of fun for me too so it's been a positive change for both of us
2: yeah i mean it's 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 uh it's always fun to watch a driver like you kind of grow into the part a little bit, and some of them never do um and you have and I think your performance really is i mean i know you were you've been a champion or whatever, but it just feels like there's a different level of confidence now
4: oh absolutely there definitely is.
2: Yeah, we're going to take a break. When we come back, more with Ryan. We've got Nick Tucker coming up. Don't go anywhere. We've still got another hour and 15 minutes left.
0: At what age and size should a child start using a
6: booster seat?
5: Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat and know for sure. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.
7: Hi, I'm Jesse Love, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show.
2: Welcome back to Lead Lap Radio as we uh, run up to the top of the 8 o'clock hour here. Tom Baker, Ryan Millington in studio with us, along with uh, James Mellick, who we call Red, as everybody else does. Um, just looking at uh, NASCAR.com here for a minute, I thought this was interesting. Not too long ago, um, within the last week, there were... Rumors that perhaps the 48 car would, um, the 88 car would be shut down at Hendrick Motorsports for 2021, and Alex Bowman would move over to the 48 because they had a full season deal with Ally that goes through, I think, 2023. So they would consolidate. Now uh, I see there's an article today on NASCAR.com. Five possible candidates to replace Jimmy Johnson now, I thought this was interesting um and I don't know how much you still watch NASCAR or follow NASCAR Ryan, but you might want to um, jump in and just have some input on this so um candidate number one in this william byron now i I don't know why you would move Byron as opposed to Bowman um who does not have byron has uh pretty solid sponsorship so i'm not sure i buy that one but here's here's an interesting one chase briscoe chase briscoe D- D- james mellick do you see ford under any circumstances letting chase briscoe
3: go i don't see briscoe leaving i don't ford. either i don't think ford will let him go uh, i, I mean, don't either that's like certain names that other manufacturers like chevy's not letting go of some of their young guys that they have coming up either yeah and that's like toyota's Christopher Bell, they want to keep him. He's not leaving Toyota. I don't see Briscoe doing the same thing. I see them keeping him.
2: Now I find it interesting that we haven't heard any Chris Bell to the forty-eight rumors, just because the fans love to. You know, it was Kyle Larson, Kyle Larson, Kyle. I kept telling people, it never happened, right. because Kyle wants to run too much dirt stuff. And of course, you know, now all other things have happened. But, um but uh, I I never bought into that idea because Hendrick had a chance to get him before. and and didn't want him because Kyle wanted to run a bunch of dirt. Um, Briscoe doesn't run nearly as much dirt as a Kyle or even a Chris Bell probably, but um, I just can't see Ford letting him go. Eric Jones is an interesting
3: one. Yeah, that's
2: very interesting. Because, you know, lots of rumors about, uh, you know, I hate hate to, but but it's out there, man. We got to bring it up. Lots of rumors about Levine Family Racing and their future. And uh, if they're sold and it goes away from being a Toyota team, then perhaps you move Chris Bell to the 20 and Eric Jones becomes a free agent. And he is really the kind of clean cut personality that Hendrick looks for.
3: Yeah, I mean, we found out the information just like you guys did. Like, uh, when that come out? Thursday, yeah. Wednesday, something like that? Yeah. They put it up on Jayski. Yeah. That's when we all learned about it at the shop Thursday as well. Friday. So, uh, it was kind of news to us as well. We didn't really know anything yeah. about it. So, but uh, we kind of hope we're all around next year. But, I mean, yes, Eric Jones does fit that build that they have over there at Hendrick Motorsports. The young, clean-cut um, drivers. Now,
2: the next one is an interesting one, Brad Keselowski. And that's because... Um, originally, Brad Keselowski was was set to drive the five for HMS many years ago, and then all of a sudden, Mark Martin was in the car, so Keselowski had a chance to go to Penske, and Hendrick loaned him to Penske, um, and said, uh, paraphrasing at the time, that you know he's always subject to return. Well he's a free agent. Um, I just don't know if I'm buying that. I, I, I Hendricks trended young. Yeah. In I, don't, every I other... don't see
4: them putting Keslowski and not with his age. I. D- They've gone to the younger generation <laughs> yeah, at this point.
2: I just, I, I, that one, I, I don't, I don't see Brad leaving to be honest yet. I think he stays for another year, maybe two. And then Austin Cinderick comes up and, you know, and or Briscoe, um, this one is the fifth one. Is the one that that to me is most intriguing. Tyler Reddick. Wow. Yeah, I didn't
3: hear. I haven't heard Reddick
2: yet. I don't. Well, I don't again, know. this is all in a NASCAR.com yeah. article, so somebody just you know that somebody's opinion, basically. Yep. Um, But, uh, and I should probably give credit where it's due here. Let's see. Oh, well, it says staff report. So I guess I'll give credit to the NASCAR.com staff. (laughs) You try to give credit to the writer, and he doesn't give credit to himself. Okay. Um, Tyler Reddick. And again, remember that Reddick ran for junior motorsports and won a championship in Xfinity. Yeah. A a few years ago, and then went over to Childress. Um, You know... I, I can't Again, my gosh, I can't picture Richard Childress letting him go. But, but there would be a point where Hendrick, if he wanted him bad enough, he could just simply outbid because RCR doesn't have the capital that Hendrick does. So that one's a little bit intriguing to me, whether you bring Tyler Reddick back or not.
3: Yeah, that one's definitely intriguing. I, I, that one never crossed my mind. I thought RCR was going to keep him for sure. So. Well,
2: I mean, I think they are as far as they know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but you know you got ross Chastain out there you got justin haley out there you got you got some guys in the lower series that, that if hendrick um, wanted to train young i mean grangson's still there um but noah's kind of playing himself out of it i feel like in the last few weeks with some of the stuff that that's been going on um so,
3: so i do have one to ask you if they were to go to another manufacturer and say they were to say you know we're, we're not going to promote from within chevy Who do you think they go after? Do they go after a Toyota driver, Ford driver? Who do you see them going after? Yes. If they go after anybody but a Chevy driver, who do you think they go after most? Like Ford drivers, Toyota drivers, where do you see them going?
2: Well, I don't think it would be, I don't think they would go to Ford or Toyota. I think you look at driver. The driver. Yeah. What driver do you think they would go after? You know, I mean, I'll be honest. I would have thought going into this year and still might think, if you've got a sponsored situation, good grief. John Hunter Niemicek is a guy who I just think is, I think he's shown at front row that, that because that team is a 20th place team right now, 15th to 20th. He's he, They've had enough speed in that car, and he, he drove it well enough for most of the first, I mean, half of, the first half of the season um not barring the shutdown um that i think john hunter is shown if you put him in a winning car and i again clean cut kid um just the type but but you've got eric jones maybe available it's an intriguing spot Even Clint
3: boyer maybe possibly
2: i don't think they go veteran i think if you're going to bring in either boyer or keselowski you bring in keselowski uh, boyer just a uh, great guy but he's not really the hendrick mold mm. And really, neither is Kozlowski. Hendrick looks for sort of the boy next door sort of types, right? I mean, the real clean cut, um, you know, not going to cause a lot of controversy. That's their, that's Rick's MO. It has been since Jeff Gordon. Um, I just don't see that him going veteran. I I, w- I could see Kozlowski if he just wanted temporary if he's if he's if he really wants Gregson but doesn't think he's ready and you can bring Brad in for a year or two I think Brad wants to run a while and I just can't see Rick Hendrick doing that
3: what about this one this one has a lot of moving parts so you take Eric from Stuart Haas he takes Smith, Smithfield with him they take the sponsor ally it is now Bowman sponsor and Smithfield comes over so Smithfield goes over to Hendricks and you got Eric over there with him ally sponsors um Bowman I mean, I don't know. That's just a thing Omarola. I was asking. Omarola. Yes, they bring Smithfield over there with him. Uh, well, Is that a situation you could see, even though he is a little older, or no?
2: My first question is, Smithfield got bought out by a Chinese company. Did they? So I'm not—yeah, that happened six months or so ago. I'm not so sure, I, I and I'm, I'm not assuming anything. I'm literally saying I'm not sure— um if they i would you would obviously think with the transition it takes a while for them to sort of get the company and kind of fully install themselves so then do you do they decide we just don't want any part of motorsports and get out and then you know now eric's so my first question would be is the sponsor going to remain a while and then that would fill a sponsor role but i just don't again i don't think eric is a superstar and hendrick wants potential superstars and i think he believes in bowman and in byron enough to keep them for a while and let them grow into the part but i don't see i just i could see it if he was just looking for a paid you know driver in smithfield broad enough but i I'm not sure. That's, that is interesting, though. I mean, you, you know, it's because I do think there's a chance. I still think there's a shot Stuart Haas covets Kyle Larson. But you got to be able to find him a sponsor. And, boy, if I'm Kyle Larson, I just feel like it's like, man, if I'm Roger Penske, I'm putting that boy in my Indy car. I'm going after him and taking him to Indy. He's got a shot to go to Indy and be a superstar. In that series, I feel like, and if he goes back to NASCAR, that'll goes away. And, and he, I mean, I don't he,
4: see him returning to NASCAR again.
2: I mean, he, the money's a big draw, but yeah. I just, my gosh, the guy's won about a quarter of a million in the last two months.
4: Yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> with that talent, I don't, I don't know if you see him going back to NASCAR. I think you see him, you know, really enjoy yeah. doing what he's doing. I and, mean,
2: I, I want to see him in the five hundred.
4: Oh yeah, he's having too much fun. You know, he's having too much fun to go back to run NASCAR and have to follow all them rules again.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, it's that there is that. It's just it's interesting. But I thought this was an interesting article because I, I mean, and and I had a couple of people say to me, "Do you believe that Hendrick really would uh, cut the three cars?" And it's like, well, sure. If he didn't have any sponsor for the fourth one, it's thirty million dollars a year to go compete for a championship and cup. You're not going to spend that out of your own pocket, so you know, at this point, if you got a chance, Jimmy Johnson's leaving and you can just move Bowman over to the 48. Absolutely. If that's what you feel you need to do. But if you think you've got enough sponsorship to go run next season, then I think he trends younger. And I have said Gregson all along, but I'm not so sure because Noah's had some issues. Uh, And, and, you know, he. I, I think there may be a little more maturity needed there, um, but boy, there are some other drivers in Xfinity that I feel like are ready to come to Cup, and, you know, Hendrick's not afraid to poach when he needs to. Um, ryan i want to get your your uh thank yous and we're not letting you go unless you need to but we we'd like to keep you around but but i just want to make sure we get this in tell us uh, who helps you make all your racing stuff happen
4: yeah i mean i'd like to thank uh bob Seville, and my dad and uh leisure time rentals and carolina specialty products they're uh they're the main main ones that make everything happen so uh we couldn't do it without them
2: well that's for sure and uh look forward to a lot more wins from you uh we're gonna step aside uh, when we come back we'll have more of Lee Lap radio
5: For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online.
6: Here at Lewis Meineke, we're more than just your average car care center. Hey, it's Dave, your neighbor from Lewis Meineke. Whether you need an oil change, brakes, tires, or anything under the hood, we've got you covered. Take advantage of our free check engine light service as well. Yes, free. And don't forget about our free shuttle service. Never stress, we'll take care of the rest. On with life. Give us a call at Lewis Meineke, 302-827-2054. Is
2: your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up! You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses.
0: For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council.
7: Hi, this is Tyler Ingram, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show.
2: That boy has no luck. His teammates were playing pinball with him in the truck race over the weekend and uh, finally ended up out of the race. Uh, tough break for, for Tyler and that 26 team, uh, and uh, I'm sure better days are ahead for them. I think we go to the Strutmasters.com hotline as uh, Nick Tucker going to be joining us now. I think we got him on the air. Nick, hello and welcome to the program.
7: Hey, how's it going, Tom? Thanks for having
2: me. Well, I uh, I am glad to have you. And uh, we got, I think, somebody you know a little bit. Uh, Ryan Millington sitting next to me in the studio. Okay, yeah. How's
7: it going,
4: Ryan? I'm pretty good. You? Yeah,
7: real, good. real you, good.
2: You and Ryan both won races over the weekend just on opposite surfaces. I want to talk to you about yours uh, for a few minutes. Um, because, honestly, I didn't even know you had uh a sprint car <laughs> and uh somehow i've missed that and i'm i'm not surprised you're winning in it because you're, you you win in everything you run but um i thought uh obviously on saturday i mean first of all um what a day for racing and what a track to race on and a double bill with you in the blue ridge outlaw series um and you were you were fast all night long
7: yeah, we had a real good car all night and uh, you know the track was uh, prepared and real well and it was real racing so we tried to some good action and it was a lot of passing and and uh, a little serious the racing so we've been playing with sprint cars for a couple of years now um it's, uh, you know not a whole lot but every once in a while we get it get to take it out and, uh, you know we've been uh, pretty successful. With I think we won six out of our last eight races.
2: Wow. I had no idea. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, you were always, uh, I mean, I always believed in your talent. You, you always ran well in the uh, outlaw carts at Millbridge and, and uh, just about anything I've seen you in, you've done well. Um, So the, the Carolina sprint tour um, put together a fairly aggressive schedule for this year. And then of course uh, we had COVID and you know, everybody's uh, schedules are, Uh, Have had to rapidly change, but we had um, Mike Sellers on uh, a couple of weeks ago and Mike, um, Mike was outlining what it looked like the rest of the schedule might be and it looks like you've got some good tracks coming up. I know they just had to move. Uh, I think they just had to move uh, Harris and maybe Carolina, too, back uh, a little ways just because of the situation. But um, what was your plan from the beginning of the year? Were you planning to run the entire series? Or what? what is uh, your racing consist of for you now?
7: No, we're just kind of pick and choose. So we also uh, have a 410 sprint car that we plan on running uh, hopefully a couple of World Outlaw shows. Oh, uh, wow. A couple of all-star races this year, so... Yeah, just kind of pick and choose and, and what fits around, uh, you know, our go-karting stuff. Uh, that's kind of our main focus is is uh, with my brand, Nitro Kart, uh, taking care of our customers and racing with them. So we just get a race a little bit uh, around those schedules.
2: Tell me a little bit about that, because I know you had, at least I believe, if my memory serves me right, you had Brent Cruz uh, for a bit, was one of the drivers that was running, I think, uh, for you at one point right and uh, tell us where the, all of that is now because and, t- and give us some detail on the program for those who might actually be interested in being a part of it
7: yeah so we're probably right now the premier uh, cadet program and asphalt road course racing for cars um you know we really specialize in, in uh, you know kind of the seven to 13 year olds and we continue to support and whatnot beyond that but um that's really our our big specialty um our carts are manufactured in italy and then uh you know we have uh, support systems where we do service uh service and racetrack support and driver coaching and tuning and you know kind of all-inclusive services uh all the way up from just a little bit of help to to full arrival and drive so we kind of fit most different budgets and needs, and, and uh, you know we've been real blessed. and you know, we've had a lot of good drivers. Brent Cruz was one of our guys for three years. And,
2: I was gonna say, I and, thought and,
7: uh, I he ran with you. Yeah, you know we uh, we got uh, got him in a real good place, and he got the uh, you know factory ride with a uh, Italian team. So we're oh, wow. about that of yeah helping him kind of grow his career. Uh, he doesn't need much help though because he's pretty talented. Yeah. Um, but uh you know we got a lot of exciting stuff going on we got a lot of good uh families over the years and it's been uh rewarding and exciting to be uh be involved in it
2: so you're kind of the first step um you're you're almost um and I don't want to. I don't mean this in a in a in a disrespectful way, um, but just kind of in a way of looking at it. You're kind of the elementary school step. You bring them in in the cadets because that's that's the youngest class, right? That that you you run when you start.
7: Yeah, there's a you know there's a kick cart class, but uh, really we feel like, you know, you start really developing kind of at the kid cart, you know, at the uh, cadet stuff, um, you know, just because they're a little bit more advanced. And, understand things a little
2: bit okay i think we're losing you here a little there. bit uh there you go okay we got you back yeah
7: yeah, yeah. so uh we really feel that you know the cadet is probably the most important uh step right i agree because it plays your whole fa- your whole foundation of yep. everything you know and and, and whatnot so
2: yeah That's good to, it's kind of good to be in, have that specialty because it gives you a little bit of a niche and it allows you to really focus on what it takes to not only be successful with the carts at that level, but also I'm sure you've developed a good program for coaching kids that age too. And it's a lot different coaching someone who is, you know, six or seven or eight, you know, or nine than it is coaching someone who's 14 or 15. Oh, absolutely. It's
7: drastically different So. You know, we've tailored all those programs and, and uh, you know, we've been uh, been very successful at it. So we're blessed. We're able to do what we do and do it well and and uh, have a lot of fun doing it at the same time.
2: What made you decide to, to, to step into the, the go-karting or have you been doing that all along? And it's just something that I never knew because I always knew you from running yourself and running the open wheel, open cockpit stuff. What uh, What made you decide to do the go-kart?
7: So, uh, that's what I grew up, you know, grew up with as my foundation.
2: Oh, ah, okay.
7: We, uh, yeah, so when I was 13, uh, I'm from Washington State, we, uh, we got a super late model asphalt, super late model, and none of the tracks out there really wanted us to to race until I was 16, so we packed oh, up okay. and moved to North Carolina, and uh, went late model racing, and I uh, was fortunate enough to do a little bit of truck stuff. And some Xfinity stuff and Marcus stuff from '04 to '13, and kind of when all that dried up, um, they had built GoPro Motorplex. I bought myself a go kart and and uh, you know went and went and had some fun. And then I went on to uh, race the Scusa Pro Tour, which is uh, kind of the top series for for uh, North American karting. Sure and is. Went and won the championship. Wow. So at that point. Yeah I was like, well, it'd be kind of cool to see if I can't make a living and have fun and, and almost relive my childhood." so that that was kind of the, uh, the birth of the whole program, just uh, you know kind of reliving uh, the glory years of
2: childhood. You ever been in one of those carts at uh, GoPro Ryan?: I
4: have not.
2: With that, is that something you'd like to do? Heck yeah, that would be a lot of fun. Yeah, i imagine. I can't believe you've never gone to GoPro. I mean, I've gone there
4: and ran the rental cards. yes. Oh, but you've never been. No, no. Okay,
2: no. all right. Well, if you ever develop a program for older racers, Nick, I know a guy sitting next to me who'd <laughs> love to jump on it um, and yeah. love to go racing with you. Uh, but that's that's cool, and, and it's I'm sure it's fun to know that you play a small part in the development of, you know, of these kids. Uh, and as you say, Brent, you know, now has a factory ride and is is poised to move through the ranks that is karting. And um, it is amazing how, especially with the road to Indy now, it's amazing how if you can get in the right position with karts, and even if you get out of the country, you, you've you got karting as a great foundation worldwide for Formula One. Um, and I, you know, I try to follow as many of the, the the racers over you know like in europe or whatever it's amazing the talent that sits over there that's just either still in karting or is coming out of karting um so it's a lot bigger than people think i think most people here see it as kind of you know just for kids or whatever and not really a but but that form of karting the short course kind of karting is is a really big deal when it comes to uh other opportunities in open wheel racing
7: yeah and frankly, you got the top, you know, Cup drivers even came through this. Stuff, oh yeah, right? you know, uh, you know, um, even more so than you know, quarter midgets and, and whatnot. But uh, yeah, you'd be surprised how many of actually the, the the top Cup guys this is their background. And you know, just the road course racing teaches so much more than than like what you would get.
2: It is a very different skill set, for sure.
7: Yeah, you know, you got to actually use the brakes and different braking pressures for different corners, different radiuses, different turning points, right? So it's just the seat time you get over that type of stuff is a lot more, and, and it's a lot more complicated. So your foundation um, is much broader. Uh, I'm not saying that those other things are not important, don't teach good skills, right? But it's just uh, it's a very broad foundation. Yeah. Um, you know, so... A lot of good things to come out of it and uh you know a lot of a lot of tools that uh, you know you can you can go straight honestly you could go straight from a go-kart to a full-size car and you could you know really skip all the steps in between you know the legends or you know yeah uh, limited or you know any of that type of stuff and you could go to a, full-size car right and be competitive right away just with the skill sets you have
2: well that is true if you're if you're of age to, to race one i would agree with that especially because on the road yeah. course side of things you got things like the spec miatas and different types of of cars and road course racing that you know you can jump into and and uh you're right you can be successful right off the bat okay um so uh nitro-cart.com i'm on that site right now that is your website correct Yes, sir. Yeah. So, uh, where else can people find you on the go kart side of things?
7: Yeah, you know, we got uh, Facebook and uh, Instagram pages. Find it, and get live updates, um, you know, and uh, we're we're traveling the country often. And this weekend we have kind of a cool deal. We do a summer camp for kids. Where uh, we're in Kershaw, South Carolina, and we're teaching different advanced skills. And, oh, nice! And. Uh, yeah, you know, so that's a big thing that we do yearly for uh, for a lot of the different kids that write our product, and uh, so we're excited about that. Then we go up to uh, Newcastle, Indiana for um, the Scusa Pro Tour. So.
2: Sounds good. Well, uh, I want to have yeah. you in the studio if uh, at some point real soon, and we can talk more about this. Uh, if you're interested in coming in we'd love to get you in the studio to do a longer conversation but i don't want to let you go without uh giving you a chance to uh talk about who helps you make the sprint car thing happen because that was a big win and uh then tell us after that tell us so uh, where you plan to go next with regard to the sprint cars
7: yeah you know so we got you know a lot of quality help um it helps make it happen we got uh um, you know a lot of guys behind the scenes because i'm so busy with the carding stuff that uh, really, really drive that program forward, you know, Cody Johnson, uh, Troy Whittle, um, you know, my uh, better half, Johanna, and son, Hudson, and and, uh, and whoever else kind of helps fill in, the you know, the blanks, you know, um, it all helps. But uh, we got uh, Millbridge Speedway that supports us, and, uh, you know, that's a, It's a great partnership uh, that we've had for a long time. And, um, yeah, so we plan on um, probably plan on going the end of August. Uh, I think they rescheduled Harris for that. So that's probably probably when we'll get out next. And then we look for September. Probably September we'll take the 410 up to uh, Pennsylvania or Ohio and get some laps in that. Wow. And try to get a couple races in before we uh take it to the World Finals in November.
2: Good for you, man. It sounds like a whole lot of fun and we wish you all the best with that and uh we'll try to get you in studio before you get out with the four ten and uh kind of preview that a little bit if you're if you're interested. So uh we'll stay in touch. Uh we appreciate you coming on and congratulations. That was a good race the other night and it was uh, great to see you win it. Yeah, thanks. It's a
7: great little series. Um, you know, if anybody's uh looking for uh for uh sprint car racing in this area and, 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 uh, man, they, they can't go wrong by, uh, getting involved in it. It's very yeah. Uh, good racing. And, um, uh, you know, like I say, it's a uh, good spot for people to land.
2: For sure. And, uh, we'll, uh, we'll catch up with Nick again soon. Thanks Nick for being on. We're going to step aside. We got Ryan still in the studio more to come on legal app radio right after this.
3: It took hard work and dedication, but it's those tough choices that help me prepare for challenges I would face as a cup driver. Make the right choices today and be ready for the challenges tomorrow. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force.
7: Hi, I'm Casey Kane, and you're
0: listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show.
2: Welcome back to We Lap as we uh, continue with our second hour. We've had Ryan Millington in the studio all night. It's been great to have Ryan with us. Uh, Ryan and I go back a long way. You were in Legends Cars when you and I first crossed paths, and um, that those days were great. You, it, it was so much fun uh, with you and your dad and and Kyle and and everybody and and. Uh, You've really, I mean, does does that seem like a lifetime ago, even though it really wasn't? (laughs) I mean, there has been so much,
4: so much I have done since back then. I mean, I think the last time I ran a Legend car was 2014, maybe 2015. And man, there's been so much that's gone on since then.
2: Do you miss the legends at all?
4: Oh yeah, I go to I go help at the summer shootout once in oh, a while. You do? Yeah, and it's like, dang, I want to hop back in one. And it's like, man, <laughs> I miss it some, but you know, just too busy to do that anymore.
2: Well, and there again, it's hard to go and and compete with the 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 guys who do it every week. Um, but yeah, that's right. The shootout actually, um, we haven't talked much about the summer shootout on the show because. We, we, it kind of handicapped us because they're running. They used to just practice on Monday nights, and we used to actually do our show from the Charlotte Motor Speedway inside the media center during the, the, the shootout practices. Uh, we would do a live remote every Monday. But now this year, because of COVID, um, they're running the Bandos, and then they're running um, the Legends on Tuesday. So they split the format. And, and so we there are a few of the guys uh, from the Legends that we will have on this show but we have to wait for the shootout to get over because obviously they're all over there practicing or whatever so um but we will definitely uh b- but i'm sure that that you know because th- that was one of those but man that was a lot of work and a lot of time
4: oh yeah man that's uh, that's one of them things where you could drive all over the place and race four or five nights yeah. a week if you wanted especially during the summer i mean you got yeah. the summer shootout yep. We ran Millbridge on Wednesdays, then you could go down to Atlanta on Thursdays and race Friday, Saturday, and maybe Sunday Anderson if you wanted to. Anderson was running
2: them on Fridays oh, yeah. a lot of times down in South Carolina. I think yeah. they still do.
4: We'd race um, somewhere on Saturday, and then Carraway on Sunday most yep. weekends.
2: Tri-County just ran them, and uh, Jaden Rain, Raina got the, uh, the win there, and Jaden is a driver that we definitely plan to have on lead Lab This show, for those of you who might be listening for the first time, this show focuses mostly on the Carolina, greater Carolina's region. We try to you know, we'll uh, we'll talk about anything. And obviously, because it's Monday night, we do try to acknowledge the weekend and any of the top stories. We try to bring them from the national scene. But for the most part, we try to focus as locally, which is why we we've had so much participation lately from uh, the dirt side of things. We want to do more of that. And uh, obviously, drivers like Ryan, who are um, who deserve the publicity because they're kicking butt locally and don't get a lot of other uh, opportunities to um to, to get their names out there and let people know who they are, but uh, yeah, you 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 did you run Bandos or did you start? I'm trying to remember what you did. Where did you?
4: I started in dirt go karts Dirt go karts. Dirt go kart. That's, right, is what that's it was. right. That's right. Then went right. to Legends. Then cars. the Legends kart. Yeah, you skipped the Bandos. Yeah, skipped them.
2: Yeah, it was probably a <laughs> smart decision I, I in my to, opinion. I, I don't mean to. I, I just the Bando is very hard because the what it takes to be fast in a Bandolero is very different from. What it's it, a
4: good starting point. But if you started
2: somewhere else,
4: I don't think you have to transition right. to a band. Though. You can
2: go straight to a Legends. Yep. That's a good point. Yeah. Yep. Um and you had the dirt go kart experience. Then you went back to the dirt at Millbridge yep. while you were still running Legends. Yeah. Like you were and you were a good two serve. you were competitive of both surfaces.
4: Oh yeah. We were man, once we kind of figured it out on dirt, we, we competed for a lot of wins there and that was uh that was a ton of fun, a lot of yeah, I mean, there was a lot of competition back then, you know, there was 20, 30 carts every week back then. But the uh, battles
2: you had, I remember a couple of great battles with you and Max McLaughlin. Oh, oh, yeah. oh my gosh.
4: gosh. We had some really good races, man. That just puts a smile on my face thinking about that, yeah. you know. That was uh man, that's some of the most fun I've had racing right there. Like yeah. honestly, that uh that dirt stuff is just it's an absolute blast.
2: Would you, if you had some opportunities to go run a late model or modify modified on the dirt, would you, would you do it? Would you consider doing it? Or do you feel like you'd have to have a, 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 a if it was, would you drop in? Or do you feel like you really need to, because it is hard to go to something that you've never driven before and instantly be successful. But would you?
4: I'd love to try it. Yeah. I, I seriously yeah. would. Like, I mean, I've said all along, I feel like. When I went from Legend Cars to Dirt, I felt like I just picked up so quickly on the Dirt side of it. Like, I really feel like... I'm good on dirt. Well, you see, know, like, I was
2: gonna say, I I thought I you. I thought I was dirt dominant. On that yes,
4: yes, I honestly felt the same way, especially when I first started racing late models. It's like, dang, I should have just stuck with dirt. When you Tucker's know? <laughs> talking
2: about running his sprint car in Ryan's eyes. It's like, man, I wish you mm-hmm. you would. I know you would jump in a sprint car in a heartbeat. Oh heck yeah, I would.
4: It's competitive. That'd be a ton of fun.
2: Yeah, uh, I mean, you just um, you you just love to run, and I feel like the the style of racing that you do on dirt just seemed to fit your your mentality, at least at that point. Obviously you've developed a, a good asphalt mentality here lately, oh, yeah. but um I
4: but mean I, on dirt you just it's so different than racing asphalt. Is. You don't have time to think like you do when you race asphalt. You know you race asphalt, you run 100, 150, maybe even 200 lap races. Yeah. You know, you just plan out the whole race for them, that last lap. And in dirt, it's like, there might be a ton of different leaders, you know? And then it's just like the track changes and lines change around. And it's just, it takes a whole different type of driver. To succeed on dirt than it does on asphalt.
2: Well, and, and we were talking during the break about because uh, Nick was saying he, you know, was of course, Nick won in a 305 car over the weekend. That's what the Carolina Sprint Tour is. Um, and then he was talking about having a 410, which is. It's just a difference in the in the size of the motor, and you know I I had a guy tell me one time that the difference between a three hundred five and a four ten is you drive a three hundred five, a four ten drives you. That's pretty much what, you know, And It's just um, I mean, and, and and Jesse Love is is one of the drivers that that I've done some work with, and Jesse is. Um, of course, running ARCA West, but he's also been running on the dirt tracks uh, over the last couple of years. Running for uh, Keith Coons, the midgets, and he's run three uh, sixties and some four ten sprint stuff, and um, and that's what he talks about. The four tens, it's just it, it is such a different mentality um, when you're you know. And so I know I know that if you pinned him down and said pick one. Um, he's going to pick the 410 sprint car. Now, those around him would probably choose differently for him, but he would, because Jesse just loves, he just loves ripping the lip at a 410, and that's that's his deal. I mean, that's, he, uh, and he's good at it too. Now, I, I need to stop here because I want to read this. I'm not, I haven't pre-read this, but Regan Smith says great news, and he's quoting Bob Pockris. So I'm just going to throw this out there. We'll see what it is. It's been 12 days since fans were at Bristol for All-Star and eight days since fans were at Texas for the cup race. So I checked in. This is Bob Pachris from uh, Fox Sports, Fox NASCAR. Checked in with health departments for those areas today to see if any COVID-19 cases, those areas are being associated with those races. What they said, um, well, I got to find the thread now. What they said is, um, let's see, um, just no positive. COVID cases associated with Texas Motor Speedway races at this time. Um, and no, nothing reported at Bristol either. No cluster has been identified. So um, the last couple NASCAR tracks that have had fans uh, so far anyway, um, no rebound, no issues with uh, the virus. That is a good thing. Um, and uh, hopefully that will be um, a bellwether that we may be able to have fans at more of the tracks uh going forward but uh yeah it's it's just amazing uh the differences from one car to the next but i know you're you've always been one that's been up for racing anything somebody put in front of you and um it, it just seems like you really are focusing more on the weight model now because obviously it's what you're doing
4: oh yeah you know that's uh it's gotten to the point where you know that's that's kind of the only thing that i feel like you can benefit or i can benefit from at this point you know just jumping in a legend car we're running some stuff on dirt you know at this point it uh it'd just be for the fun of it you know there's there's nothing Nothing really for me to gain yeah exactly (laughs) but there's nothing really for me to gain there so um we've kind of just stuck with the late models and uh it has been a ton of fun well you've
2: got such a good deal too with driving for bob and and that situation um you know, it really doesn't get any better mm-hmm. if, if you're, you know, you're talking late model stock sign of things. It doesn't get any better than the situation you're in. Um, you know, you're running for the national championship. I know that wasn't something you planned on doing, but you've got to feel like you've got a legit chance to win if you can just keep doing what you're doing.
4: Oh, I mean, I absolutely feel like we have a shot at winning it and, you know. I feel like it's gonna come down to me and Josh, and I feel like the only reason if one of us don't win it, it's because we've been racing each other too yeah. darn much, and you know, it, canceling it's, each other out. Exactly. That's that's gonna be the one thing that I feel like uh, might hurt us both at the end of it. But um, you know, I think we're both going down to Myrtle Beach this weekend, and uh, you know, it'll be fun racing them down there too.
2: Now, you, I know there was a point a few years back where you either went back or you were talking about going back and maybe running some shows back up um in maine where your family is from it, has there been any conversation at all lately about that because i always thought that the idea of you going and running for example the oxford 250 or some one of the bigger um would be amazing and i and i really wanted to promote that what has there been any conversation about maybe still making yeah. that happen
4: yeah i mean we went up there at the end of 2018 and ran a race oh you did yes and um it went really really good. We uh I think we I, mean, I don't even remember. I think we qual we were like third or fourth and uh, on the first lap there was a huge pile up and it took like 3 quarters of the field out of it. It was right. like, oh it was a tiny track, smaller than like hickory. What track did you run? Groveton, New Hampshire. I called Speedway 51. Oh,
2: okay. Now I've heard. Okay. Yes. Oh, Groveton. It okay, used to I be haven't... called Groveton. Okay. Until Spe- Joey Lecaire. I've heard Lecair. Speedway
4: 51. Yep. Joey Lacare took over it, and it. Oh, he did? Yes. Oh, okay. So it's called Speedway 51 now, and I went up there and ran that, and um, man, there was a big old pileup, and that took me out of it, but um, this year we were talking about running the 250, but because one of our buddies, Nick Sweet, he- uh, Yep. He's ran up there a bunch. That's who
2: you were talking about running before yes. when I was working yep. with the app. Yep, I okay. actually ran
4: one of Joey Lacare's cars at Groveton. So, okay, or Speedway Fifty One. Sorry, but um, we were talking about running the two fifty this year at, uh, with the schedule and everything, and all this going on. It just didn't really line up for us. So um, you know, hopefully next year I can get up there and run a couple races because uh, that racing up there, man, it's a ton of fun.
2: Oh man, it, you know if 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 you're not familiar with the racing in New England, um, and I you know I encourage you to check out our Mainly Modifieds podcast that I do with Kyle Sousa every week. Um, you can find it the same place you can find the show. Just search Race Chaser Radio on your favorite podcast platform or just go to my website. We've got the RSS feed there that updates automatically as we post the shows. And um, the, the New England area is probably the most pure area of racing right now outside of maybe PA in the entire country. Um, we'll talk more about that on the other side of the break. Back with more of the show in a minute
1: Avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off road recovery techniques. This is stuff Driver's Ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304 725 8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304 725-8444.
6: You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette.
2: HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves a majority of NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert helmets, Schroep belts, Adidas suits and shoes, Fireproof underwear, lifeline fire systems, and even race com radio kits. HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina, and Danvers, Massachusetts, the staff at HMS is always ready to take the time and help you find the right product for your specific safety needs. You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Just stop in to HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at HMSMotorsport.com, or send them a message on Facebook. Tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media sent you.
0: Hi, this is John Androsik of Five for Fighting, here for Rad, the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. You know, style is a personal thing, and your lifestyle is your business. But if
7: you take it on the road, it becomes everybody's business. So please, plan ahead, designate before you celebrate. Friends don't let friends drive drunk.
5: A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters and the Ad Council.
7: Hi, this is Spencer Boyd, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show.
2: Hearing a lot of old familiar names, aren't you, Millington? Absolutely. <laughs> let's see. Was was he? Where did you inspect? Was it Weight models or legends? Oh
4: no, I've just been friends with him okay. through some of my friends. Okay,
2: yeah. Um, Spencer's pretty well known around these parts. And, oh yeah, uh,
4: funny you, guy right there. F- he, great guy. He's he a good is, guy, man. And I'll I love tell him. you
2: what he. He does as good of a job with marketing himself and getting sponsors. Oh, yeah. Um, running for...
4: Amazing job.
2: Yep. Back running for uh, Young's Motorsports this year in the Truck Series. And Spencer does a great job bringing new sponsors into the sport and takes good yep. care of them. And
4: He's the reason uh, he is where he is. Yeah, Absolutely. that's right.
2: Yep. He, he's in... Uh, you know, he... There, there's, there are a couple of young drivers himself. Anthony Alfredo, um, Garrett Smithley, who just won in the trucks at Hickory over the weekend. Um, running for... Uh, uh, gosh, uh, Dwayne Mash and, and Billy Dayton in that group uh, in the one truck. Garrett got the win in the uh, Hickory Pro Truck Race. Uh, but, you know, those guys are all good with uh, marketing themselves, and that really makes a difference. Okay. We should acknowledge uh, that there was a cup race uh, over the weekend at Kansas. Well, not over the weekend. This past Thursday, um, uh, Denny Hamlin picking up the win again. It was a good race. Hamlin, Keselowski, Truex, Harvick, and Jones, your top five. Then Almarola, Custer, Bowman, Kurt Bush, and Byron. And, and, uh, love the way Cole Custer is coming on the last couple of weeks. Good to see him finally, um, having some, some good success. They've had the speed since the start, but they just haven't had a lot of luck. Um, and man, I'll tell you what, I, I love when Brandon Jones wins a race because it took him so long to start winning in the, uh, Uh, the tracks of the Xfinity series got it done again, uh, this the, at Kansas and and this it was overtime too a last lap pass Cindric Burton Sieg and Chastain your top five in that one um, and then you got Haley Hamrick Mike Lynette, Riley Herbst and Justin Allgaier um, so again a great finish to that one I thought that was uh, the best race of the the bunch at Kansas and um, then of course we had a a truck race as well and that one I thought. Uh, honestly, I thought maybe this would be Tyler Akram's first win, but he just had uh again some some terrible luck um in that race, just getting knocked around. Uh thought Christian Eggis was gonna get it. The Matt Craft had spoiled it for him. Crafted Eckis, M Finger, Tanner Gray, and Ben Rhodes. Your top five, Austin Hill, Derek Krauss, Brandon Jones, uh, Zane Smith, and Chase Purdy uh, in the twenty-four rounding out the top 10 uh, the NASCAR season rules on and uh, still plenty of excitement left and we're getting closer and closer to the playoffs. So every race becomes important. And, um, you know, with you running for a national championship, are you feeling that at all? I mean, you because it really does when you're running at Hickory, you, I, I would imagine by now you kind of feel like I can go in any, any Saturday night at Hickory, not to say will, but you got to feel comfortable that you can when you're, When you're running for a championship, you're having to go to Myrtle Beach and maybe travel to some other tracks you're not necessarily as accomplished at. What kind of pressure does that put on you as a driver to go perform? Because you really don't want to have a bad race, especially if you're running against Josh.
4: Yeah, I mean, the way I look at it, honestly, is, you know, Josh has and can go absolutely anywhere and win right now. And we've been able to run with him and... and you know, you when you go to a lot of these places, man. All you really change is gear and a couple little small things. So I mean, I feel like we've really got our program better, and and we've had a lot of success at Myrtle Beach in the past. You know, so I feel like um, I feel like we'll have a good weekend end there this year, and um, you know, about anywhere else we've hopped around to, we've we've done pretty good at. So I feel like we've uh, made leaps and bounds on the car this season. So I feel like. Um, you know just every weekend you still go at it with uh you just you're going for wins and um you know it's kind of hard to see the big picture of a national championship right now when you're racing a hickory every week you know it's just like oh hey i'm racing a hickory and you know if you do good enough you'll possibly end up winning that deal which uh would be completely awesome but you know right now you're just uh we're going week to week that's for sure
2: yeah it's uh but it definitely changes the way that you race. Oh, yeah. Um, it definitely changes sure. your schedule, the to, way
4: you race, everything about it.
2: Yeah, you you can't afford to have a, a misstep, especially this year, because obviously there's less races total you can run because we've had the the shortened seasons so you kind of have to go where you can and that that means you got to maximize every race because there's you know you don't get any throwaways at this point you exactly gotta
4: be, you got to make the best of what you got
2: yeah um what would you tell a, a younger driver that that wants to say come out of quarter midgets or out of let, what would you what kind of advice would you give to the younger drivers about um, how to be successful making the step up to, say, late model competition like you are, or that level.
4: Man, the biggest thing I can say is uh, is take your time. I see a lot of these kids, you see a lot of kids, man, they just, they really try to rush through the steps, you know, and they only get one or two years in, in whatever division or car or, or anything they're racing, and uh, they don't get time to really finesse their craft, and, and they get into something bigger, and I really feel like they're just not ready, you know, they they take too long to get good at what they're doing, and at that point, it's like, I feel like if they would have spent more time in a lower division, and and just really gotten good, and then moved up to the next level, yeah, I mean, I feel like that helps a lot, so just really working at the small stuff, you know, just looking at the bigger picture, you know, all the time ain't really the best thing to do, in my opinion, just look at what's in front of you, and, and try to make the best of that every day, every weekend you can.
2: Do you feel like looking back now um, across, I know it's not a lot of years, but looking back across the years, do you feel like you were ready to make the step in the late model stocks when you did?
4: Yeah, I definitely do. You know, I had six or seven years of go-karts, which, I mean, it really doesn't teach you a whole heck of a lot, you know, and then I had a good three years in legend cars and a year and a half, maybe even two years on dirt, so I felt like, uh, you know big cars was kind of only the next step. So, you know, we did a lot of testing and that before I even ran a race. And, uh, really my first race, I felt like I was, you know, I was ready as I was going to be to run one.
2: And you didn't run, you didn't run limiteds. You just went straight to the late model stock, didn't you? I ran ran
3: two limited races, one at
4: Tri-County and one at Myrtle Beach.
2: Were you in the limited race at Myrtle Beach the year that we... You went from twenty fifth to fifth. That was that okay, was that my was second. Okay. That was my
4: second big car race. Okay, I
2: couldn't remember if and, yep. I was trying to remember back. If that was a stock race or that. No, I guess it wouldn't have been. It, it wasn't the four hundred. Yes, it would have been. It a was
4: that uh, limited late model. To yeah, work.
2: Southeast Limited. Southeast late model. Limited late that's models. right. Yep. Yeah, you were You were in the. Uh, you were in the. Well, they had two divisions. They had the. Challenger I was going to run pro. both, but we didn't you, run. We didn't Challenger. run the short one right?
4: I ran the pro. Pro.
2: Okay. Yeah. Okay. I couldn't remember. The long remember. one, the 150
4: yeah. lap one or something yeah. <laughs> like that.
2: The 150 lap six is hour It's considered marathon. long now, ain't it? <laughs> Oh, that think was a that long race. race. Was ever gonna end? Ever. It was like midnight or oh one o'clock when I, I got was done. Frozen solid in the grandstand. I was I about
4: ready to fall asleep in the car that night. Oh,
2: I can only imagine. I mean, and, and it was funny because you know Neil, you and Neil Cantor. Neil was your spotter that night. You're you're working with you guys, and I remember, you know, it. Take your time. Take your time. Take your time. And and. We were, we were out of the top 20 with, like, 25 oh, yeah. to go, and I'm thinking, well, gosh, Neil, it's I probably took... <laughs> time to go, isn't it? But we had so many cautions. You just kept going by them and, oh, yeah. you know. On the restarts, yes. I took so
4: much time. Yes. And it was, like, all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, man, there ain't no time left. And yeah. then, like, on the restarts, it's like I'd pass four or five cars here, and then it's like, the next one, four or five more, and I'm like, oh, yeah. hey. I'm in like eighth or ninth right now. You
2: were gobbling them up. I think you finished fifth. Yeah, was, I did. Yeah, it was. And that we was, had a, we had a car to win if there yes. was a couple more laps. Yeah, that was that was crazy. I I have never seen. Uh, never seen a limited late model race like that in my life it was one of the and like i said it was just so cold i mean oh I, yeah
4: it was oh
2: gosh i could see my breath and that's you're in Myrtle Beach South Carolina i know it's november but that's not supposed to happen down there that it's way it's the wind is yeah. what gets
4: you down there yeah
2: and boy it was too yeah but um but yeah you've you've come so far so quickly and i just feel like you're at a place now where um if somebody's coming to hickory they got to go through Ryan Millington to get the win and that must be an interesting place for you to be in considering that there's still guys you're running with like Josh that have been doing this lo- way longer than you and yeah. you know a- and they're they're having trouble passing you
4: yeah i mean I- it's just been we've had to work so hard i feel like with so little really up until up until this year we've been we've been really lucky this year to been able to get some better equipment than we've had in the past but um we've really had to fight and dig for what we've got you know so that uh that's just a different type of drive than um you know just being able to go to the track every week and know you got the best and know you can throw on whatever it is and um that's helped us a bunch you know we just got the we got the drive and the motivation and dedication from everybody involved. So that's uh, that's really been huge, I can tell you that.
2: And I feel like the competition at Hickory this year in the late model stock class, probably because of the, the lack of other tracks being open. Everybody's kind of coming to Hickory. I feel like the competition is stiffer than it's been in a long time. There's like 10 or 12 cars at least that could win on any given night. And yet there you and Josh are up at the top two almost every week.
4: There's been, I think, two races this year that there's been under 20 cars. Yeah. Like, they've just, there's been huge fields. But the qualities there. Yes, absolutely. There's, There's been some very good racers. I mean, that's for sure. There, um The past couple of weeks, you know, it's been... We've had to fight pretty hard to get up to the front. And um usually usually it's still a struggle, but usually, you know, you're kind of struggling to get around one person or something like that. But you kind of have to race everybody you're around right now. So uh, that definitely makes it a lot more of a challenge for all of us.
2: That track is such a challenge. Oh, yeah. To, to drive. I mean, it's not... It's not as if you've got four or five. It's not Orange County where you can run three wide all day. Oh, yeah. You know, Hickory is a very, very it's challenging a, track to yeah, drive.
4: Yeah, it's a wide track, but there's only two racing yes. grooves. Yes, Is It is the thing about it. You know, you get up in that third groove, and it's like, uh-oh. You, know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you get up in the third so, groove, and you don't want to be up in the no, third groove. No, stuff goes downhill gotta real quick. i to get out of here. Yep. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, that place definitely seems to put on some real good racing, you know, it uh, especially at the longer races, like the Cars Tour shows yeah. and stuff. It always seems to turn into a Myrtle Beach, you know, too wide, <laughs> no everybody's stacked up. Oh, <laughs> Lots of cautions. you can't pass. It's yeah. just it turns into a really good show, you know. But, um,
2: yeah, it's been a ton of fun racing there that, this year, that's for sure. Well, we, uh, we've we got to take one last break for the evening, and uh, when we come back, we'll finish up tonight's Lead Lap Show, presented by Victory Custom Trailers, and we'll do it all right after these words.
1: How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Whew. Your own pace in one of several entry-level positions but whatever you do don't wait these jobs will go fast call tim at 302-827-2054 that's 302-827-2054 lewis meinecke car care center rev up your career
6: you hear that that's the sound of america's only sports car that's right it's a corvette but not just any corvette
2: HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves a majority of NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Their representatives are experts on making your track driving as safe as possible. You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Stop into HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com, or send them a Facebook message and tell them the folks from Race Chaser
3: knock it off. Learn more at thinkbeforeyouspeak.com
0: Hi, this is Chandler Smith and you're listening to the Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show.
2: Hey, hey, hey. Oh If only we were rolling tape during the breaks. Ryan Millington's still with us, and uh, we're not even going to go there. Uh, But uh, I I found something that could be interesting. I always like every once in a while like to jump on Twitter or whatever, just see what we can pull up because it makes for good conversation. NASCAR chasm is absolutely the only reason. Well, not the only, the biggest reason to follow Twitter. If you follow nobody else on Twitter, get Twitter just to follow NASCAR chasm. Um, And again, if you, well, what is NASCAR chasm? Okay. Sarcasm, NASCAR chasm. See? Okay. So now he, he has some articles that uh, appear on NASCAR.com from time to time. And he has come up with a NASCAR Silly Season translator. So basically, this is the Silly Season quote and then NASCAR chasms translation. Um, So let's just, I haven't, I've only looked at one of these. We're going to go through it and maybe it'll work and maybe it won't. This is kind of a, you know, it's like the Johnny Carson Tonight Show. You would do a bit. You had no idea if it was going to play with the audience or not, but you do it anyway. Um, The quote, I still don't know anything about next year at the moment. The translation Behind this mask, I am mouthing the words, replacing Jimmy Johnson. But you can't see it, lol. (laughs) There's the first one. Quote, I don't have any comment on that rumor. Translation, how the, does Reddit always know everything? (laughs) If you're not on Reddit, you won't get it. But trust me, Reddit knows. Um, Quote, we're keeping the details secret right now. Translation, Hey, remember that time when everyone knew for like a year and a half that Matt Kenseth was going to JGR? <laughs> <laughs> not, not a well-kept secret. Um, quote, all I'm thinking about right now is getting this team to victory lane. Translation, no, of course that wasn't me wearing the <laughs> I'd be great the 48 sandwich board outside of Rick Hendrick's office. Why do you ask? <laughs> uh, let's see. Quote, when I know something, you'll know something. Translation, thanks to the internet, you will know something like three weeks before I know something. <laughs> That's called jsky.com, folks, in case you want. Or uh, Adam Stern. He's the other one that gets all the uh, the insights. Um, quote, I'm happy where I'm at, and I'm optimistic that we'll work something out. Translation, every second Tuesday of the month is pretzel day here. and no way in blue hell am I giving that up. <laughs> Quote, look, I'm just focused on this year. Translation, will you endorse me for the skill holds a pretty wheel on LinkedIn? Okay, that one didn't work so well. Quote, been working on a few things, but don't have anything to announce just yet. Translation, I have forced every team owner in this sport to sit through my why I'm the perfect fit PowerPoint presentation. And they all fall asleep by the third slide. And now I'm getting worried. Maybe you should have brushed up on your PowerPoint skills. Um, Quote, I haven't really spoken with anyone yet. Translation, I have texted, DM'd, WhatsApp'd, emailed, Snapchatted, and sent a TikTok TikTok of myself lip-syncing We Go Together from the Grease soundtrack to several teams. (laughs) That's the best one so far. Um, Next one, quote, I don't really have any updates to share with you. Translation, I maxed out my monthly data last night, texting pictures of my head photoshopped onto Jimmy Johnson's body to everyone at Hendrick Motorsports. <laughs> Quote, honestly, I haven't really thought about next year. Translation, last night, I lie awake in the bleak darkness till 4 a.m. thinking about nothing but next year. Um, that's it. Okay, see, they should have stopped at the Photoshop, WhatsApp, all that stuff. That was that was the funniest one. But NASCAR Chasm is definitely uh, a great reason to be on Twitter because he comes up with the craziest things. Um, he's a lot of fun to follow. Okay, so we've we've been talking with Ryan Millington, and we've got, uh, oh, I guess we got about five, six minutes left here. So, Ryan, if... You could drive any car in any series for one race, without regard. What car, what series, and what race are you driving?
4: <laughs> I mean, I already know this one. How, give it a guess.
3: Give it a guess. See? Oh no, no, no! no. This is an easy one.
4: This is an easy one. I'll throw one out there. Okay. He'll give you
3: time to think. He, he seems like he's a big dirt fan, so I'm going to say Eldora Kings Royal. See, I was oh that's, close. That's close, close,
4: close.
2: Real close. Real
3: close. I was going to go with that. Real close.
4: Tom, you're up. Uh,
2: I would be the dream, I would imagine. Or Knoxville with... with, See, that's why I said I don't think this is easy. Truck race at
3: Eldora. Truck race at Eldora. Oh, really? That'd be the one. Wow, you you think that one would um Benefit more towards the Legends car side because you ran the dirt. and the Legends oh, I have it- no
4: idea. That just seems like it'd be a ton of oh, fun. Okay, because I know you <laughs> ran the Legends <laughs> car on dirt. Yeah, back I at the time. I yeah.
2: thinking sprint car too, like he was, because you're a dirt guy. Best of both figured- worlds: the truck on dirt.
4: That'd be that'd be one race I would love to run. Right yeah, you there. can That's bounce that thing race? off. The wall. Seriously,
3: that'd be a ton of fun. You can beat that thing off the wall and keep oh, on yeah, moving. Look at who guys drill the wall. Gosh.
2: Interesting.
3: That would be, huh? be my one.
2: Okay. Well, uh, we we need to look into figuring out how we can make that happen. Because <laughs> you would be a lot of fun to watch in the truck race at Old oh, Dora. Yeah. I can promise you that. I guarantee that. I, for those who don't know, I've seen him race at Millbridge for a lot of years in that Outlaw cart. And I'm telling you, he has got it when it comes to dirt. I would love to see you in that race. That would be really, really interesting. Okay. Um, if if there were a Ryan Millington sandwich, what is on it?
7: Hmm.
4: A lot of meat, mayonnaise, salt, and pepper.
2: Okay. Well, that's good. Hold the mayo and we've, we can agree. Um, <laughs> I'm not a condiment guy, but that that's, uh, um, kind of describes the sub I had last night. Yep. Um, okay. Favorite beverage?
4: Favorite beverage. Uh, sweet tea. Keep it simple.
2: Okay. But you're drinking vitamin water tonight.
4: Yeah. That's just the f- only thing I grabbed out of the fridge. <laughs> okay.
2: And <laughs> no sweet tea available. Nope. So he goes to the vitamin water. Um, what's your favorite meal?
4: My favorite meal, like breakfast, lunch, or dinner type meal?
2: Yeah, favorite meal in general.
4: Ooh, all of them are pretty good, I'm going to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so I don't know how you lost 60 pounds. Yeah, I just right? Have
4: I'd have to say lunch is my favorite.
2: Well, no, what, okay, what I meant was if if I'm making your favorite oh, meal. Oh, if you're making? making my yes. favorite meal. What is your favorite meal? Oof.
4: Mm. Steaks.
2: There. Steaks, See? that's See? It. we're good so far. That's we're good it. so far. Favorite music. Favorite music, country. Okay. Um, yeah, we need to talk more about Rocky Lynn in the back here. <laughs> yeah, because um, we can introduce you. Okay, so uh, country music is your favorite. What
3: else? Favorite color?
4: Favorite color, red.
3: That's a great color. Nope. Yep. I had to throw that out there because yep. it is a good color. It's Red's a great color. on the
2: c- race car, though. Yeah, it's
4: just banana boat yellow.
3: <laughs> that, that, that thing <laughs> is the nicknamed the banana, <laughs> banana <laughs> boat. On all my
4: setup sheets, I write it's banana a, boat. I love your car. You have anything yellow? The,
2: I love the car. It's um, grown on
4: me. It really has. Yes,
2: I love the. I love your scheme on there. Um, okay, uh, what's on the pizza?
4: What's on the pizza? What's Ooh. on the pizza? Meat lovers. There, see? Meat lovers. He's,
2: Ryan is like me. He's a carnivore. Do you drink milk? Hmm.
4: Occasionally. Occasionally. Okay. With
2: my cereal. That's about okay. it. All right. Well, we're close. Um, somebody. Somebody was. There was a meme that went out. Um, I saw on Facebook that apparently some milk. Cart- the the plastic milk cartons or whatever have the little circle thing that's supposed to pop out when the milk gets old and and um, somebody's like, you know, the it's like if you ever say, I said I, my milk never lasts long enough to get old. <laughs> I mean, you know, if there's ever a farm anywhere, a, a dairy farm anywhere in the Carolinas that gets in trouble, just let me know. I'll start buying your product. I promise. I'll save the business. Um, <laughs> I'm a milkaholic. Okay, um, you you get to keep three apps on your phone. That's it. You got to get rid of the rest of them. Which three are you keeping?
4: Oof. Go with Snapchat, TikTok, and Instagram. Really? Yeah.
2: Well, you're not that. Are you on Twitter even? No. I was going to say. You know what? I'm swapping
4: on... Instagram for Facebook.
2: Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, see, I would have thought Instagram would have been. Out, I didn't realize you were on TikTok and Snapchat because I don't dare <laughs> on those two. Um, TikTok is ch- is China. That that's just not my. Oh yeah, no, no don't no, post uh, anything on there. No, just, just observe. Yeah, the, just, just observe. Just observe. Just <laughs> observe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, don't 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 make it possible for them to get anyone no, near your phone. Nope, um, no. And I'm not uh, going chase Cabri on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> I, somehow I don't think I better push that question. Oof. Uh, push that issue here on this show. Um because <laughs> I know Chase a little. Oh I do. Actually <laughs> I know him a lot. Um we need to get him back up. Chase got back into actually he got back into the outlaw carts pretty heavy this year and he act and the he midgets. put together one for um didn't uh what's her name? Um Haley. Haley. Yeah. Deegan drove are those two are those two dating? Are they? I guess okay, okay. I did not I wasn't cuz I I had heard something about that. So um so I know he had her we I wonder how well she did cuz I would be I would bet that with the talent she has cuz I do believe she's got a lot of talent. I just think you know, It's going to take her, as she goes up Levels, it's going to take her longer to adjust But I bet she would be a lot of fun to watch in a sprint car That would be uh,
4: She's definitely a lot of fun to watch on dirt, that's that, for yeah, sure Yeah, that's what
2: I'm saying, I think she would be great on dirt Wow, we've only got 45 seconds left of the show Just about enough time for me, first of all To say thanks for being in, Ryan Yeah, thanks really for having appreciate me, Tom. it. And uh, thanks to James Mellick, as always, for producing Thanks to Mark and the fine staff Here at WSIC And to our sponsor um, The venerable uh, Victory Custom Trail com, Chris Hediger and the staff. Again, go to the website. Doesn't matter what you need, new or used, uh, custom built or something. Just uh, They've got about 200 new and used models in stock. so go check them out. And thanks to uh, strutmasters.com and mycomputercareer.edu as well. Back in this same studio tomorrow morning at 1135 for the Inside Pass with Randy Miller. And then on Thursday for Motorsports Madness at 7 Eastern. Until then, I'm Tom Baker. Thanks for listening. Have a great night.
1: You've been listening to Lead Lap Radio powered by
2: HMS Motorsport. The leaders in motorsport safety. You can find them on the web at HMSMotorsport.com. Lead Lap Radio is a Race Chaser Media production. For more exciting and passionate motorsport content,